do you mean, you people? Huh? Who are you people? Huh? You people. Huh? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Hello again, everyone. I, I did that poorly. See, yeah, you, you got to let that roll. Fuck. I cut it too short. So this is episode two of Hamill running the board. <laughs> and we're going to, we got to make fun of Hamill for uh, yeah. just super like cold open. Holy yeah. And live from New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One of the things that um, I think you and I, like I know our show when Bear and Armstrong are here, is very conspiracy oriented. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, we've we kind of getting a rhythm on that one. But one that I don't want to open up with those two because here's the response I get: Armstrong would be like, "Yep," Bear would be like. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there won't be any discussion here. But there's a thing called the Mandela effect. Okay. Are you in for going down this hole? Uh, Yeah, sure. Because it's it's not just conspiracy. It's critical thinking is involved. Well, I mean, I also, I don't really, I've I've heard about it, but I, I don't know a lot about it. Okay. So go ahead and put, just type in Mandela effect. Pull that up. I can summarize. Um, The reason it's called the Mandela effect is that there is a huge portion of society that believes that Nelson Mandela died in 1980. Now, Nelson Mandela went to jail in and or around 1980. Yeah. But people remember him dying. He then got out of jail in the early 90s and was the president of the of South Africa for like 15 years before he died. Yeah. Um but the Mandela effect describes a what's the word like a thing where like you collectively remember shit that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, and this will go towards that, like, Trump discussion, but one of the things Trump described when he was uh, a candidate was when 9-11 happened, there were people in the streets celebrating. Yeah, like in New Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, we were talking about this. I remember it, too. Yeah. Yeah, You and I had an offline dialogue about... And I remember it. It happened. It was. It happened is the wrong way to phrase that. They, it was reported that way. Yeah, and they had they didn't have footage. I, I remember the footage. Ever seen the right. footage? You there yeah. was like camera footage of people that they said, you know, uh, an Islam focused group or you know a, a community in New Jersey. Yeah is celebrating this, is how this footage was presented. Yeah, but in, like, in reality, like the footage was, was like the footage that I remember seeing was it, it looked like stock footage of like anywhere in Pakistan. That's what it looked like. But they were like, this is in Patterson, New Jersey, or someplace in New Jersey, and I'm just like, 
And it was at a time. The thing is, people forget about those two, like the, like the day of and the day after. It was a goddamn fucking shit show, dude. No one knew what the fuck was going on. Well, and so, so like they, they would just believe anything. You're, you're, yeah. you're presenting this appropriately, which is that it was footage that what they got. What at that time, Fox, CNN, and yeah. MSNBC, it was very different than it is today. Yeah. They people were caught off guard, and everybody who's actually reporting is whatever they got, they got. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The footage, if the research I've done, it, and I remember it, it was just like, no, somebody gave them footage of cheers happening in an enemy of ours Lib- Liberia Libya or Syria or Pakistan S- Pakistan somebody that wasn't our friend at that time in 2001 yeah and it mean that footage could have been from like years prior yeah but the news actually did hit us with this is happening in the US right now yeah It's in. It's a problem because that helped. That's one of those moments that makes a collective group of people believe that like all Arabs are bad. Yeah, because I don't think anybody in this world actually celebrated us being attacked. I think most a very just, small group. Yeah. Yeah. That were responsible probably did, and yeah. maybe some of their sympathizers. But I think like everybody else, especially when you call come into the Arab world, I think most of them would be like, "You fucking assholes! Do you have any idea how many problems you just caused for us?" Yeah, like Allah's great, cool. Yeah, you no, I'm not under your banner. It's like they're just going to come after anybody that's brown and fucking believes and says, uh, like, I like Allah. Yeah. Like, do you know what you've done? Like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what gets me is just like you. It, it, it contributes to that. And but I remember the same as Trump did going back to the Mandela effect. Yeah. I remember he's like people in the streets celebrated this. Yeah. That's what the news told us. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Can we talk about Jim Jeffries? Jim Jeffries. Jim. Yeah, Are I mean, you not familiar with what happened with Jim Jeffries over the weekend? Ooh, ooh, yes I am actually. Funny you mentioned that. Was it was it the fact that he got his fucking he got depants basically? Well, yes, that's fundamentally it. Um so for those of you that don't know and granted this episode may not air for a while, but we're not timely. Um, Jim Jeffries got depantsed because he had done a story um, that he had filmed a couple months ago, I believe, and went to Australia to talk about their growing nationalism movement. Yeah. Right? And he got into, he had an interview with uh, a guy, what's his name? Scroll, I can't see on the screen. It's like Avi something or other. Yeah, it's, uh, where is he? Fucking But Avi apparently asked Jim Jeffries, he said, hey, I'll do your interview. Just do not motherfuck the edit on me. Yeah. Like he told him, he was just like, don't, I'll do this interview, but don't. 
fucking put my answers to different questions. Don't motherfuck my context. And in an effort to protect himself, he put his phone in a position that he got to record the entire fucking thing. So he has the unedited cut. Also, I mean... Again, back, uh, fucking the, my fucking hatred for the fucking media. This is is part one. Remember, remember back in the day when O and A were on fucking Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, remember that? And no, how, this is a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It, this isn't like this isn't like like a, a left a, only a left issue. A right's done it too, obviously. But I'm just saying this is a, this is a fucking journalistic. This is a problem, and a lot of these motherfuckers do this shit. Where they'll sit you down, they interview you for an hour, and use five minutes of it and splice it up in a way where it's like they make you look like a fucking asshole. That's why Reg Rogan is badass because like you can't do that with him. You're here, you're sitting there with him with him for at least two fucking hours. Well, the, so what I've learned yeah. is because you're absolutely fucking right, is that there are a lot of um, well-known celebrities yeah. that will only do live interviews. I don't blame them. They say, I'll only do an interview if it's live. Yeah. And that's an amazing thing because, A, it takes fucking balls to be like, yeah, the only time I'm going to speak to you is when you can't edit whatever stupid shit I might say. Yeah, I don't trust you. Why the fuck would I trust you? It says a lot about how publicists and things, people handle stuff. So when you listen to your morning radio shows, yeah, like when you hear somebody look on on a live radio show, Howard Stern. Yeah. Jim and Sam, Bob and Todd. Yeah. Whatever your local fucking radio show is, is like if they get somebody in, they actually get in a conversation with, believe that. Don't believe necessary. I don't want to say don't believe. Be critical. Yeah. Yeah. Of anybody that is doing edited material. Yeah. So whether that be... A, Michael, a right wing. Yeah. Michael Moore was fucking notorious for that shit. But that's fine. They're yeah. fucking allowed to be. No, no. This is, right? He, now, his whole thing was that he, like, let's say he wanted to interview the mayor of Detroit. He would he would get him on the contest. Be like, hey, I want to talk to you. I want, want to interview you about, you know, hey, with like the, what's going on in Detroit. Yada, yada, yada. Just, just, to, just you know, I'm making a movie. I just want to just, you know, talk to you about that. And he'd be like, yeah. And then he'll go in there and start asking all kinds of Questions he didn't tell him he was going to ask, and then he fucking cuts it up in a certain way to make him look like whatever, and then, I mean, he's he's done it for a while. Watch the movie Michael Moore Hates America. Watch that movie because it's made by a guy. It is a little right-leaning, but he makes a valid point is that he starts doing the tricks. He shows the fact, like, this is what he does. I'm going to do it too. And then at the end of the movie, he, he basically goes back to all the people that he fucked over, and he apologizes to him. He's like, yeah, I fucking did this because I wanted to talk, you know. So he just he shows like the methods that Michael Moore does his movies in, and it kind of made me not like the guy because it's very underhanded. But yeah, in the counter to that, so I got wind of the of this video, and we can't play this video. It's a f- fucking eight minute video. Oh, I thought it was like, like it, we can. It, it's long. Okay. And there's a lot of exposition, and you should watch it. Yeah, please do. Like as as somebody that listens to this show, this is something to watch because it can. I'll be honest; it can come off as pretentious, but I don't think that Jim Jeffries is to blame for this because in watching this, 
Jim Jeffries is trying to have a human connection. Because I watched this like three, four days ago. I caught yeah. wind of it when it hit because it was on Reddit. Yeah. And it was interesting. And you watch what happens here. I had no context. I don't watch the Jim Jeffries show. Jim, I don't. I I and I love Jim Jeffries. Yeah, no, I did too until I started watching. I see, I saw a few clips of his show, and it's man, I don't know what is going on with comedy lately, but what, everything as soon as you get to a certain level of stand up, like they make you be a social justice warrior, even if like you're like because that was never his bag. He was always like gross stories. I'm drunk. I fucked a midget. Shit like that. I shoved the thing up my ass. Whatever. That's like that was his thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, gun control guys. Hey, this guys. Hey, fucking believe a woman guys. And I'm like, what the fuck is go- what are you doing? This is not you. I agree. And he ain't the only one who's doing that. Except for the fact that he was somebody that was a great he was great at pointing out hypocrisy. Well now he's doing it. No, but like no no no. Yeah. Even early on. Yeah. When he was a little more conservative leaning, yeah. because that was funny. Yeah. He was about hypocrisy. Yeah. It's like that was his jam. Yeah. And he's taking because that's the muscle he can flex. So now he's in a world where, okay, this is, I can monetize this. Yeah. I can, you know, I'm beholden to that, but I don't fucking blame him. Like, he's admitted, he's been on radio shows where he's just like, yeah, that was the comedy I did then. I'm not doing that comedy anymore. Yeah. Which it was is- funny. Like, he doesn't say, like, I'm terrible and that should all be forgotten. He's just like, that's not what I'm doing now. Okay, that's, like, that's fair. That's you know fine. what? That's where I have respect for him. And if you actually watch the interview, and it's too fucking long with this guy from New Zealand, the questions and the way he treats the raw interview is, it's smart. Like, he's trying to have a conversation. He's engaged. He's like, yeah. what's going on here? And the guy that is filing the complaint is justifiably doing so because he answered all of it engaged in a conversation. Nothing about what he filmed was ingenuine. It's just how it was presented. And that's not on Jim Jeffries. Like, does he have final cut? I mean, his name's on the show, so he's the face of it. Right. So like you gotta you have to kind of but then again shit has but to that's roll journalistic down. integrity right oh yeah who no, has that not a lot of people the only people that I actually think have really good journalistic integrity is uh, Matt Taibbi because even when he did fuck up he owned it and that was when he wrote he he had a hand in writing that story for Rolling Stone about that rape case at fucking uh, I think it was at fucking Virginia uh, University that one that ended up not being true. The girl made it up. Oh, the was that, that was the rape case, the uh, lacrosse team? No, no, no. That was the one where, like, some girl, some random, it was, they, they didn't give her name or nothing like that. It was, like, behind the shadows type of thing. Where she's like, yeah, I was at a, uh, at a frat house and I got raped at this frat house. And then all of a sudden, dude, like, the next day, like, uh, UVA, or, yeah. Yeah, they fucking shut down every goddamn fucking frat house in the fucking, like, in the whole goddamn school because they were like, well, someone, people are getting raped. We don't want this anymore. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, her story started unraveling, and then it was like, oh, it didn't happen. She made it all up. Even some of her friends were like, yeah, that didn't, no, like, that's not, no. And But they didn't check their sources, and they fucking ran with the story anyway, and it blew up in their face. He kind of had a hand in that, but he openly is like, hey, listen, I fucked up. I didn't do my job. But yet, 
every other thing this dude has done has been amazing. Like, he's been fucking amazing. Jeremy Scahill's another guy who's... A, he works for uh, Amy Good now at fucking Democracy Now! But, she, but he's his own guy, basically. Like, he does a lot of great shit. Like, he does a lot of great shit. Uh, he's one of the guys that called out McCain for being full of shit when he talked about Iraq. Like, oh, it's great here. I can walk to the market, yada, yada. He's like, it's like, motherfucker, you're wearing a bulletproof vest. You had all kinds of security around you. You had Black Hawk helicopters above everything, above you at all time. Of course, you're going to be safe in a market in Iraq when you've got that much protection. How you'd be safe anywhere on the fucking planet with that much fucking protection, man. Stop being a bullshitter. Like, he was calling people out on that. Well, that's it. I mean, so it, that's a few, one of those things. Hold, I, 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 I'm going to interrupt. Yeah. And I'm gonna interrupt for a reason. Um, the way that I grew up, and the people that I was privy to know, I've been around people that understand things a level above, like a level above. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Fair like, enough. Because that's the way I have to look at it. Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. So a few years ago, I find I find myself at a dinner party in Conifer, Colorado, with a treasury bond broker. Okay, that's some old money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> now how how I I've come to know. Th- or experience this individual is that my parents, well, literally my grandmother knew and was best friends with a guy with a lot of money and his son used this guy as a wealth manager who knew the director of every museum in all of the world. Yeah. And because of my partner, there was some equity there. And so we get invited up to this guy's house and that has smuggled art. <laughs> he has smuggled dogs. He has Oof. three Tibetan mastiffs. Oh my that, God. That dude. he got from Tibet, literally paid the Chinese government. <laughs> and he talks about this. Like, yeah, I, I paid the Chinese government to smuggle these dogs back to the U.S. <laughs> and I'm at a uh, a dinner party with this person now. Now I'm I'm fairly tactful individual, but when I told him like, why are we spending money in all these countries around the world? His response was literally, "So it's safe for us to travel there." And that's a thing I think we as Americans take for granted. And I've thought about this a lot because this, this is like five years ago. We take for granted that we as Americans with our passport can go wherever the fuck we please. And sometimes we get beheaded by fucking natives yeah. or radical groups. Fine. It's been happening since, uh, what was the Rockefeller that got <laughs> fucking his head cut off in fucking Jakarta or some shit? <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying is like, it's interesting to me to look at it as there's one side of us, namely me, that says, 
why are we giving money to all of these things when we need to worry about this country? Yeah. Like, I'm a big believer in, like, let's read, let's divert some of our military spending internally and fix our own shit because we have the money and the capability to be amazing. Yeah. We will crush everybody. We've proven it in the past. We can do it again. Let's just like, okay, we overextended. Bring it back in, guys. We need a huddle. Yeah. But you listen to it from the perspective of this guy, and it's just like, your country ain't worth shit if you can't go everywhere you please. And that's a very different idea where he's just like, no, you do this because this passport will get you anywhere you fucking need to go. You can go anywhere in the country, nobody, or anywhere in the world, nobody will fuck with you. Huh. Fair point. Wow. Nah, yeah, it's, yeah, that's true. Damn. That's I just a- don't know how to process that. Yeah. No, 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 it makes <laughs> sense because, I mean, you know, that's why I think Americans, like, get treated differently. Like, if shit goes down, like, they get the fuck out of there. Like, they're, they're like, some of the first to go when shit gets sideways. You know what I mean? But why do like why do we have a fucking base in Germany? Oh, that's we we beat Germany. Oh, let's put a base there. We beat Japan. Let's put a base there. We got one in Okinawa. Yeah, yeah, we got some. uh, We have a few in fucking uh, Korea, Saudi Arabia, Arabia. Qatar. We have one in Qatar. I know that. Do we? Yeah, yeah, it's a submarine base. We have a submarine base in Qatar. Yeah, in Qatar. Yeah, it's uh, actually (laughs) that's Q A T A R. It's not Qatar. Reason why Qatar. The reason why I know that is because one day I was in the when I worked for the Navy, we were in the uh, office area, we just goofing around and see what kind of transfers were available. And you know, obvious ones. You know, Connecticut was one. Obviously, Groton, Groton, Connecticut slash Mystic River. Uh, That's base. where they hid Red October at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Norfolk was one. There's Norfolk, Virginia, Connecticut, which was a private one. Now they're private, but we still went there occasionally. Um, uh, Puget Sound, San Diego, and and Honolulu, right? But there were some. Uh, there was some overseas ones, and one of them was Cutter. Like you could transfer there and work for the work for the Navy and Cutter. I was like, why would I want to do that? The pay was like the same. It was fucking weird. <laughs> I would do it just to make friends with fucking Arabs. Yeah. Okay. There's your foresight. <laughs> I'm gonna go there just so that like I have a group of people that'd be like, they're not gonna kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got lucky. So. Um. I never like left the states. So yeah. Go ahead. Well, I haven't either. Yeah. So here's. No, I mean, I, I, I never have been outside of the United States in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. And I used to live on the border of Canada, which is, that's even funny. And you haven't been to Canada? Nope. I had one chance to when I was like 11 and it didn't happen. So I've, I've traveled a fair bit. This isn't going to be one of those. I'm not going to go down that road. That's yeah. a, a whole other story. So... After high school, because I was a problem, <laughs> I, I I did a postgraduate year. Yeah. Like, I went to high school for an extra year to prove that I wasn't a fucking piece of shit. Oh, wow. And most, it, whatever, I'm not going to make excuses. I go there, do my studies. Yeah. Get out. Like, I don't have the societal and social bullshit. Focus on 
bang out grades. Yeah. So I get there, and one of the other things I have to deal with is that uh, a bunch of Saudi royals are also in my boat. They put them here to give them a year in a boarding school, gives them U.S. grades. We've already bought their way into Lori Laughlin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a, a college, but yeah. it's just like they need to have grades from an American school is the yeah. way I read this. Yeah. So I find myself as roommates with the second cousin to um, who's the fucking guy that we're all upset about. The, oh, yeah. the crown prince of fucking yeah, guy, Saudi Arabia, like guy. literally his cousin, yeah. <laughs> like same age. I was roommates with this guy. And then he had two other guys. Damn. And when they would go to spring break or when school would break out, yeah. like drivers would show up. And I'm not fucking joking. Like, I'm not blowing smoke here. A Murcielago and like two Ferraris. <laughs> and they had drivers and they showed up. They got in the passenger seat and literally three quarters of a million dollars a car just drove out. <laughs> like that happened. That's a thing that I experienced. I a hundred percent fucked a 14 year old on the bed of my Saudi Arabian royal roommate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, Connecticut law, you're fine. <laughs> Statute of limitations. Oh, oh go Connecticut. <laughs> but no, it's it's one of those things like there is, you don't, if you don't understand how the politics of the world work, where we just let people in and let this happen and how the other countries let us in. Yeah. You're, you're ignorant. Like, I don't think that we should be putting a hundred bajillion dollars a year into keeping our like face in the rest of the world. Yeah. We should just also be just cool people that are like, Oh, Americans are absolutely welcome. Like as Americans, are you going to be upset if like, Oh, uh, like Sweden wants blanket visa access. Are you going to say no? Yeah, no, I'm, what have they ever done? Yeah. Don't you want to be on that group where it's just like, let them in. They're cool people. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's actually probably the only reason why I'm kind of against illegal, that why I'm against illegal immigration. I don't really care. You know, I'm not like, one like, cause dude, I see IDs all the time and I'm like, oh, you're not from here. You know what I mean? Like, cause I see those Colorado licenses where it's like this person cannot vote. And I'm like, oh, I got you. But I'm not like calling ice. What the fuck? <laughs> and I don't give a shit. Honestly, I don't care. But the, the only thing I, that, I, that I don't like about it, and I think the way we're doing it is that the reason why I'm against illegal immigration is because like you, when you come over, you're getting exploited. You know what if, I mean? It, yeah. Illegally. Illegally. If yeah, you come over here illegally, point. you're getting exploited. It's, it's like, it's for, to come over here in the, in the olden days in Ellis Island, that was a story. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to work three jobs when I got here to make sure that we can fucking live because I was getting paid shit because I just came up the boat from Poland or whatever, you know, European country. That's a hard story. This story about basically doing a fucking triathlon <laughs> with a kid on your back having to pay $5,000 to a coyote who is sketchy <laughs> as fuck. Also, the likelihood that you're going to get raped is very high. And you get to come over here and then you get to work in like shitty conditions for zero for shit pay because you're you're not here legally and you're getting exploited. That's fucking terrible. That's like that's that's the Ellis Island story on fucking steroids. That's crazy. So that's why I, I don't fault the people. I never like look at a person and go, Oh, you shouldn't be here. Well, don't you get out of here? You're not even from this country. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the point I'm making. What I'm what I'm saying is what we should do is make it way fucking easier to come over here from that from that port from that port like get them into the system that way they can't get fucked that way they can fucking say I am a citizen or I am legal make it easier for them to be legal fair that's I, no yeah. I agree with you 100 percent was yeah. just like at least make it an approachable system yeah it doesn't need to be like oh yeah, fucking we let them all in yeah. It yeah. just needs to be like, oh, yeah, you just walk up, you say this, they say, cool, go over here in our country. Yeah. Hang here. Let us figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And then we're going to give you a call just to answer that call. Yeah. And then we're going to be like, here's what's up. Yeah. That's like, and yeah. it's a conversation. Yeah. And then you're good. Like, you're, you're fuck. What the fuck is the problem? I don't, I don't get why people are. Like, even past presidents, even Democratic, by the way, Obama was cool with this. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's the Lord and Savior of, like, today's, like, social justice, like, liberal warrior people is Obama is, like, the king of everything. Like, everyone wishes for a day when we had Obama again. Like, that's how they feel. That's how they feel. So you can't, because Trump is their nightmare. Trump, because, you know, the polar opposite version of fucking Obama became president. Literally the polar fucking opposite of that man. And Trump Trump's <laughs> just a, a destabilizing force. He's just a player, He's somebody yeah. that comes in and is just like, oh yeah, well, is this the way you did it? Yeah, I, I don't I actually don't give a shit. And I'm gonna yeah. do it this way, and you're either gonna be on board or not. And if you're not, then fuck you. I'm still gonna do it that way. Funny, like yeah. there's I, I love a guy with a motherfuck attitude. Yeah, that's the one. That's like the only reason why I, I kind of am okay with him. It's like, yeah. Also, the reason I was okay with Obama, yeah, because he had a the same attitude. He's like, I'm president now, motherfucker, and I'm smart, and I yeah. know how I'm going to do this. And he fucking pulled off Obamacare. Yeah, he pulled it off, and he did it legit. Yeah, uh, but he was smart, and he was just like, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. This is my jam, okay. and everybody was just like, ah, that, pants down. That joke that he tells, oh, I'll try and find it. That joke that he tells at the fucking State of the Union, I think it was his last one, whew, fucking just, I mean, just buries him. It's so good. Hold on. Obama? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh... I love to watch how you type. That's fucking <laughs> This is super fun, everybody. I'm oh god, I can't even fucking. Jacob I, Hamill, yeah. associate producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like the E Rock of of uh. 
Oh, oh wait, I think the, the, the two O fans in the room. We're call we're calling some of the only people in America who are going to work the same job in the same place with a health and retirement package for 30 years are sitting in this chamber. <laughs> I'm guessing we won't agree on health care anytime soon. But oh god, fuck. <laughs> I'm a constitutional expert, and I'm going to fucking break the fucking Supreme Court to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> when the Russians beat us into space, we didn't deny Sputnik was up there. Oh, let this go, please. This we is didn't my, argue fun. about the science or shrink our research and development Do not budget. hit enter. We built a space program almost overnight, and 12 years later, we were walking on the moon. Yeah. There it is. Boom. The C-SPAN networks bring you long-form public this. affairs programming from the nation's capital and are a public service of your television provider. Yeah, C-SPAN, created by I want Cox as a fucking... <laughs> I have no more campaigns to run. My only agenda... Either. I know, because I won both of them. Uh, <laughs> fuck it! Yeah! I fucking dropped the hammer on him! <laughs> I love a guy that owns how awesome he was. Like, look, I love Obama. He was fucking great. He was full of shit, but goddamn, was he effective? I, I, I watched that live because, like, I, this is back when I kind of really gave a shit. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the, I, I watched it live, and I remember when that happened. I went, "Holy fuck!" Like, it was so fucking. This, I mean, it got me. I was like, "Wow, bro!" Like that. I want to point job. out, like, <laughs> and I pointed it out on the You People show over the last several episodes, is that when Trump was elected, Hamill and I were the only two people living in the house. Yeah. Yep. And I, was, I, I, I came home from work. Yeah. And it was like deep into the here's who's going to win. And I watched Hamill losing his mind. Now, I've also watched Hamill on the first half of the Patriots <laughs> losing to the Falcons on the first half. And then having the rejoice of how they fucking finished that. Yeah. But you measure that against you watching Trump win this election. Yeah. You wanted to kill everyone. You were like, this is fucking ridiculous. He won. I was, I think I walked in when he won Pennsylvania. Yeah. And was, you were like, I, I walked into the room. And I was like, he's going to kill a cat. <laughs> like he's going to kill my cat. And so you need to understand that listening to this show and the position that he has is, is his critical thinking. It is not reactionary. Hamill is not a fucking Republican. No. He is not any of these things. He is the guy that was just like saw it for what it is and said, that's questionable. Yeah. Question your shit. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it was just, I, I was shocked because, dude, I just was like, there's no way he, he's going to win. This is a joke. This, he's not going to win. And then all of a sudden, like, he started winning, and I was like, what in the fuck is going on? And, I totally laughed yeah. out loud just no, to, yeah. like, see if you'd punch me in the face. No, no, you... <laughs> I, 
I just, I just was like, I just assumed you were just like, just as shocked as I was just handling it a different way. I don't, <laughs> cause uh, I mean, I know people that just broke out laughing, like even right. Like I watched a video of Ben Shapiro, like right during, it was during it when they had, cause Ben Shapiro gets all of people together. Like, cause it's like a podcast network. It's like four or five other fucking conservative guys who should not even watch cause it's boring. Um, they, they had him in a room and they're all watching it kind of like a group thing. And then it, as soon as he technically wins, Ben Shapiro goes, and then when President Trump, and then he pauses for a second because he's making a, he's talking about like in the future when he becomes president, this is what we're going to look forward to. He says, President Trump, and then he stops for a second and just starts fucking just laughing for like a minute and a half. Just can't, can't control it. Just fucking starts laughing his fucking ass off because he's just like, this is a, this is a thing. He is the, at, at that time it was like, oh, people were just like, Oh my, oh my God, this is, this is real. I think what, yeah. I mean, now it's real. It's, it's whatever, like, honestly, but. like, I don't even remember if this is conversations I've had on air or right. just you and me. Yeah. But like, my biggest problem is that people are upset that, yeah. that Trump's president. It's like, no, this is the natural evolution of how this goes. Yeah. And it's terrible. Like, if you want to think that this is rock bottom, good. If you <laughs> don't, also good. Yeah. Like, we're in a situation where it's like we should be understanding how unimportant the president is. Yeah. He's he's not a, like if a guy like Trump makes it to president. Hmm. How does that value the presidency? Yeah. How do we change what our world is if this happens? I'm not anti-Trump. He's done exactly what he said he would do. I mean, nothing I mean, nothing shitty has happened since he's been president as far as that's affected me personally. Like nothing crazy shitty. In fact, not, I mean, there's fewer wars. I don't know what it is, and I, 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 I'm just going by life experience. But I don't know why. But whenever there's a Democrat in office, my life is not that great. Like, <laughs> like I was in high That's school so when. Fun. Well, no, I was in high school when fucking Clinton was 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 president. And it was high school, and then when old fucking you know, fucking uh, trust fund McGee with his fucking cowboy hat and his fucking Texas attitude fucking became president. I got, I met my wife. I got married. I was in a fucking, you know, had a house. Do you blame George W. for? No. no. And then all of a sudden, like, I remember like the last positive conversation I had with my ex-wife is when Obama was elected. I was like, can you believe this fucking happened? We fucking he got elected. I fucking can't believe it. Like, it was like the best conversation we had. And then after that, it was just me, me and her yelling at each other over other stuff, but not I Obama, but just I, other things. I fucking love Obama. Yeah. Obama's the perfect president. But then I, I, as soon as we get divorced, Obama's a president the entire time I'm fucking divorced. So I'm like miserable and depressed. And it's nothing to do with Obama. It's just bad timing on his part. Right. <laughs> you know, and like, <laughs> and then like Trump gets elected and like, I have a better job now. I'm a kind of a, I, I've left a de- I'm trying to leave it these, or I have at least left a part of that behind me. Not all of it. There's still some work to be done. I'm like a house where you, it's like, Hey, you know, I, uh, like you, you built it now. It's like windows and stuff. It's like, yeah, but there's no plumbing and it's a fucking tub. Don't work. So <laughs> it's, it's like, give me time. I'm not done yet. But what I'm saying is like, it's, it's, I, I could see positive momentum 
while this dude's president and everyone hates him. I'm afraid to get a Democrat again because if I get a Democrat again, then my life's going to go to shit again. <laughs> so I know we're like approaching the end of our thing, but I come back to Alessandria Ortiz. Yeah. And. How, okay. So how deep have you gone with um, the GOP forcing a vote on the Green New Deal? I think it's a genius idea. It buries it, makes it go away. That and also anyone who votes yes on it, fucking you can go right after them in an election. And vice versa. I think it, it's more palatable if you vote no. It's so dude, that thing is fucking riddled with so much shit. It that has nothing to do with the environment. Like literally nothing to do. Like they want to just pay people money. Like you're trying to introduce basically um universal basic in- income, but you're trying to it's one thing if you want that, that's fine. I'm not here to debate that. But putting that kind of, I know it's done a bunch to, in other cases too. So I'm not just, I'm, this is just one of the things that's, that's glaring out is that when you try to hide shit that has nothing to do with the bill in the bill, I get a little skeptical. Well, I mean, this is a, that, that's a tactic of politicians for always. Yeah. Is, hey, this is the bill. I'm going to put this rider on it. And then you oh. vote against the rider and then the bill goes away. Right. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, I want a bill that says that all fish should uh, live. Like they should just live and we can only fish them with, uh, you know, the existing. Yeah. But somebody then takes that bill and says like, Oh yeah, except for the fact that we're allowed to fucking mother like like if you have a big enough dick, you can fuck a whale in the blowhole, and that's <laughs> gonna be a rider on this uh, bill. And you're just like that. That seems like a terrible idea. Why? Why would you even suggest that? No, fuck that. I'm not gonna approve this bill. Yeah, that's politics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Also, I want to ask a question, and I don't know how this has not been asked yet. How in the fuck is a freshman congressperson who's not even three months into her fucking term introducing legislation? That's no, there's something wrong here. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. There, there, I can't. Whenever a bill is always proposed, it always, it, it's brought through like hierarchy of of like whoever the fucks in charge, like the head of like if you want to do it, it's uh, this guy's job or this guy's job. I mean, it ta- then it, it takes longer than two months to write a fucking enormous bill that's going to change this the way this country does everything in ten years. You write that, and you've this is the first two months you're in office. How no. the fuck? I love How? it. I, I mean, love it. I honestly Let me say, how like this happen, is though? where you how does this happen it's the same way fucking Obama becomes president he was a junior senator yeah for like what two years right yeah of a six-year term okay yeah, yeah. this is idealism this is yeah yeah and look okay I, you and I have had these conversations yeah. it's like I am I'm I'm pretty conservative in the way that I look at things. I'm a libertarian. Yeah, so much. But you know what? When somebody shows up and understands how that system works and just says, 
fuck you. The reason that bill is up for a vote is actually a motherfuck to her. Yeah. And that's why she's super fucking pissed because she doesn't get to develop the idea. She said, here's my idea. And the fucking GOP is just flexing their muscle and saying, you can't do this. And we're going to show you how we're going to throw it up for vote and it's going to get buried and everybody's going to vote. No. And you don't get to have a conversation about this until the next cycle. And that's the motherfucker about this. I don't like the Green New Deal plan. I love the fact that she pissed people off oh, enough. That, like, come on, yeah. is that not our goal in yeah, life? Yeah. Oh, is like, yeah, okay. I pissed a guy off enough that he had to take action? That No, yeah, t- totally. I'm not, I mean, the action I get. It's just the person who's doing the action is annoying the fuck out of me. No, she's great. Oh, she's awful. Why? Because she's just every, just, she's every, just fucking hot chick who thinks they're smart but they're not but no one has the balls to tell them that they're not smart she's she, savvy as fuck she's a she got she never even went to like a regional anything yeah she literally came out of college it was just like i'm gonna be a u.s fucking senator and they were like and made that happen no, good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, like the way she won was a little weird because she basically just primaried a guy. She didn't actually like when the general election. It was one of those fucking things where, like, if you're running with the D next to your name, you're gonna win it. There's, there's, you know, which is fine. I'm not shitting on her for that. I'm just saying it's just some of the things she says. You just and then like how she fucking put up the FAQs of what's in the fucking bill, and then as soon as someone was like, hey. What the fuck is that? They yank it off and then pretend like it was never there. I'm going to ask you one I question. I hated that shit. What? Somebody, you get the muscle and you play a game. Yeah. Real quick. Like, real quick. Somebody makes you fucking U.S. Senator. Yeah. How are you handling that? Are you going to let that just be like, I'm here, I need to be afraid? Or are you going to be, be like, I'm fucking here, I'm going to fucking... I, I'm fucking tear this shit apart. Like that. Well, what, you and me, yeah. like you get be like, Hey, Hamill, you're a Senator. It'd be like, Oh fuck. This is going to be fun. I'm oh, going to yeah. tear this shit to the ground. Well, what I would just do is I'd sit back for about six months, figure out what the fuck's going on, how things work. Would you? Yeah, no, I would. You I would. don't have that sense of restraint. No, I, 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 I do when I, when I know it's like, oh my God, okay, when I'm in a new situation, it takes me a little bit to kind of like, like I, I, if I go in there, just balls out, I know I'm going to like fuck up what I'm trying to do. And so, you know, as a kid has moved from school for who's been in a lot of different schools in my life and been a new guy, that's kind of how I did things when I'm new. So like I I would show up be like, "Uh," and then once I realize what's going on, I I, I can kind of pick my angles. Then you get into the system, and then when you're in the system, that's when you can start fucking literally flipping tables over because now you're in it, and you know how to manipulate it. If somebody comes to you and be like, you're a senator for two years. You got two years. Yeah. You're a guy that I understand knows how to handle shit when you got nothing to lose. Yeah. So if you are an accidental or a fucking fluke ad for two years – you get to be at the highest level of government for two years. Yeah. 
a bullshit. You're not acting oh, tactful. For two years. You are coming in like a goddamn Miley Cyrus wrecking ball. Yeah, I mean, if I only have two years, yeah, probably. You're gonna walk to work in a diaper and be like, "This is how <laughs> this is gonna happen," and fuck you. That money, fuck no. And they're gonna be like, "This guy's hateable." Yeah, <laughs> I would just probably just be like, I think I just probably just uh, would be. I'd be odd. I'd be the odd guy. You know how there's always like an odd fucking congressman? Like he's not offensive. He doesn't say weird. He's just a weird fucking guy. There was that guy Trafficant from fucking Ohio. I'd be like that guy who, <laughs> you know, I, that's who I would like. <laughs> some of that, some of the shit. I, oh, my old roommate was from fucking Ohio. He told me all, and he was in politics. He told me all about it. How just fucking weird the guy was. <laughs> I give you a fucking. Then again, he went to jail for corruption, didn't he? I think. For like, I, I love the fact that you'd be the guy, be like, "Oh no, feel gonna be challenged by what I do, like mentally." Like no, it's I, like, I don't know, it's gonna be first forty-eight or. Yeah. I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy when they're like, "We're gonna replace. Uh, we're gonna replace um, Andrew Jackson with uh, Harry Beecher Stowe on the on the." $20 bill and everyone it's like 99 votes and then there's the one no and it's me but it's it was, I didn't do it on purpose like I was drinking a soda and I spilled it and I tried to wipe it off and I hit the no button and I had to be like whoa actually no what happened was hold on <laughs> I saw I, I just scream out loud in the middle of the Senate ah oh, fuck there's Pepsi on my buttons like <laughs> during a really serious moment we're all like Yes, put her on the money. I'm like, ah, fuck, I made a mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>